Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope, brought to you by the Sensory Learning Center with host and mother of a recovering child with autism, Betsy Hicks. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. In the next hour, Betsy and her guests illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Betsy Hicks. Hello and welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope. I am your host, Betsy Hicks, and a conversation of hope is a show to help educate and empower you on the latest breakthroughs in biomedical, complementary medicine, and therapy treatments that are bringing on the hope of healing. I want to thank our sponsor, Sensory Learning Center, for making our show possible today. My son's diagnosis was nearly 11 years ago, and in that time, I have seen a lot of therapy fads come and go. But those years, through through all of them, there has been one consistent type of therapy that improves the confusing world of all children on the spectrum of autism, and that's sensory integration. There's also been one company that has continued to create products for the sensory integration needs of our children, and that's Southpaw. We are going to speak today on the many tools available for sensory processing and which ones may be helpful for your child and for yourself. Joining us today is sensory integration therapist extraordinaire Diana Henry, and General Manager of Southpaw, Andy Rusi. Welcome to you both. Thank Hello, you Betsy. Thank Diane, you. It's, thank you for being with us. I am very excited about this topic. Um, Diana, sensory integration is not just for autism spectrum children. Is it, do you feel that it's something that everybody can benefit from? Oh, definitely, Betsy. Actually, since we are all sensory beings, sensory integration really pertains to all of us. Um, as adults and as children, we respond to our environment and to people around us from a sensory perspective. And I think people understand the sense of hearing and the, the sense of touch and vision, but there are other sensory systems that are also very powerful in our awareness of ourselves and our awareness of others. And so when we think about children and adults that have sensory challenges, it's when these sensory systems are maybe off kilter Mm -hmm. or uh, not receiving information correctly and therefore making havoc with the central nervous system resulting in some um, behavioral and emotional challenges that you can see across many, many different kinds of diagnoses. You know, I I have my own place on the spectrum. I'm not, I'm not embarrassed to admit it, but um, I, I sit at my desk or when I'm talking on the phone or especially as, as I'm talking to you today, I always have to have something in my hand, a paper clip or something that I can just kind of fidget with. Is that all part of sensory integration? Yes, you, you've got it, Betsy. We all, we all have our sensory tools to, to make us fun- function better. Some people, when they're listening on the telephone, they have to doodle to get that, that integration through their kinesthetic sense. Um, I know I wear glasses, and it's interesting for me. I don't have to wear them all the time because they're distant for distance vision, but I find that if I'm trying to listen to a conversation, that I can hear better with my glasses on. Right. 
Right. I, I, I do understand that. Interesting. So, Andy, let's yes. talk a little bit about your wonderful products. And you know, South, how, how old is Southpaw? Well, we're in our 29th year wow. right now. Yes. We were pretty much around at the very advent of the theory of sensory integration. Right. That's amazing. And I'm, I'm assuming that the growth of autism has pretty much gone along with the growth of your company as well. Yes, it's it's an unfortunate way that we right. find growth. <laughs> right. But uh, yes, as as the diagnosis of autism has skyrocketed lately, it certainly has made an impact on our business. And I think positively on the way that we go about business in trying to design new challenging things to help treat these children. You must get a lot of your ideas from the, the very people that buy your products. Oh, absolutely. I have currently sitting on my desk at least five uh, ideas, uh, different concepts that have been sent in uh, for us to work on in product development to see if it has a place and if it is within our capabilities. So right now there's at least five or six that we get, and we get dozens probably every year. And if I can chime in, I've I've been um, a friend of Southpaw's since their beginning pretty much, and um, what's wonderful about this company is that they really are based on the um, initial thoughts and aspirations of the founder of the theory of sensory integration, Dr. Jean Ayers, back in the 60s. And she um, found a really nice relationship with uh, Southpaw at the very beginning because that's what she would do. She would, as a therapist, would ask them, say, you know, I need something that will help a child uh, have an activity where they're on their stomach that helps to strengthen their back muscles and also provides movement at the same time and that they can also get into um, the hug position or flexion position to get some nice uh, two-sided activities. And Southpaw came in and would, would try out the equipment, would send it to her clinic to try it out, and then she would give feedback. And what's great with, with Andy and Southpaw is that they have continued that tradition to this day. That's wonderful. Uh, Diana, you work with a lot of schools. You're you're an on the road kind of gal, and I and I will talk a little bit more about your um, your migration in in teaching. Um, but you work with a lot of schools, and with schools, are you are you noticing that they're starting to get this concept a little bit more, the sensory integration piece? Oh, absolutely. Yes, it's it's so exciting because I now have not just therapists or parents calling me for to bring the program to their community, but I have special ed directors, I have superintendents. We just did a, a workshop in Hawaii for the Department of Education, um, and they're using the word sensory integration. I think there was a time when people were a little um, reticent in using those words because they really didn't understand. Right. It was theory. all OT. Yeah, right, like, exactly. all it could be called and... Uh, and, and, and there is a special training for an occupational therapist to become a sensory integration therapist. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. And it's a certification in sensory integration through the University of Southern California and Western Psychological Services. It's a sensory integration certification program. Yes. Okay. So many products that Southpaw has. And what I'd like today for our listeners is to be able to um, talk about different challenges they may have with their child and what type of product that Southpaw carries would 
help with that challenge. And I'm going to start with the one that I see to be one of the most common, and maybe I'm, I'm taking this a bit personal because this was my son's biggest challenge, and he's a rocker. And I don't think I could have made it through the early years, Andy, without your swing. Um, it was the one calming part of his life. He had many different types, from the platform swing where he would do speech therapy on sure. to the um, hugging type of a swing that he would feel kind of wrapped and cocooned yes. to, the, to the frog swing where he could rotate, bounce, swing all at the same time. And if we could talk a little bit about that, the importance of swinging. Sure. Uh, I'm, I, I might defer to Diana to tell you specifically uh, what's going on in the vestibular system while you're swinging. Um, I can address, what I'd like to address perhaps is um, how we go about producing what it is that's needed. Uh, Diana mentioned it and touched on it a little bit with um, her explanation of our, our, our process of developing products. Um, uh, the frog swing, you mentioned it, is one of our most popular swings, and it, it can do a tremendous variety of different things and uh, has gone through many iterations in its oh, nearly 25-year lifespan. Wow. Um, Diana? Yes, yes. The frog swing, again, is one of uh, Dr. Jean Ayer's um, ideas way back when, and it's just become better and better over time with um, feedback from therapists and, and Southpaw's um, ability to make things not only work well but um, be safe and be sensory appealing to children. But um, what's great about the frog swing is that um, it places the child in positions that are comfortable to them and yet really work many of the areas that that some of our children have difficulty with are sort of basic in that it provides the um, ability to bounce up and down. And when we think about uh, what we call linear vestibular input, the up and down uh, movement, that um, it can be very calming to the system. I think some some of our listeners out there may may relate to the fact that even though we know that rocking a baby tends to calm children, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some some babies what worked was the up and down, shaking them up, not shaking. That's not a good word to work, yeah. <laughs> but bouncing up and down right, is what right. I'm saying in a in a very um, repetitive rhythmical way. And so the child it, with a frog swing, the child can do that on their own. It also places them in what we call the prone position on their belly. I call it the belly position, which is great because it helps to strengthen the neck and back muscles. And, you know, especially in these days where there is um, such an alarm with um, sudden infant death syndrome, the SIDS, there's a tendency for a lot of people to avoid placing their babies on their stomach which is um, good when babies are sleeping. You don't want to put them on their stomach, of course. But um, on the other hand, they really need a lot of this tummy time because it helps strengthen the neck and back muscles, which will then allow the children to have really nice posture and stability and tone for for doing sit-down activities, for sitting in school, for um, good head-neck control, for the visual system. It's just so important. And so the frog swing allows the child to do that in a really fun way. It also allows the child to put their hands down on the floor and push up and down against Mm -hmm. the floor 
which gives stability to all the joints, um, the shoulder joints, the wrist joints, um, because it makes the muscles around the joints work together. We call that co-contraction. And that, again, is really important for being able to use your arms and your hands and fingers for later writing. Right. A lot of times our, our children have difficulty with that. I, so, I have to interrupt you for just a second because we're going we're gonna to go to break. And I yeah. want, what I would like people to do is stay tuned on to Voice America for our break. But go if you want to visit Southpaw Enterprises' website so you can take a look at what some of these products look like. It's southpawenterprises.com, and you can take a look at what some of these look like. We're going to be going to break right now. When we come back, we'll talk more about swinging and also picky eating. Stay tuned. We had a wonderful experience in our trip to the Sensory Learning Institute, and the main issue to sum everything up is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper, who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies, and we brought home a child who was vastly different. We brought home a child who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me. The goal and focus of the Sensory Learning Program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi-sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement, and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com. Your life, your health, your network. Voice America Health and Wellness. Every Monday from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific Time, tune in to hear Healing with Pat Honey Otis. Pat will interview authors and experts in the field of alternative and traditional medicine and discuss current issues. Accurate information will be provided, beliefs and practices will be shared, and listener questions will be answered. This show is about helping educate listeners to become empowered so that they can make informed choices regarding their physical, spiritual, and emotional health. So tune in to hear Healing with Pat Honey Otis and learn more about your health care options. Only on the world's elite health station, your life, your health, your network, Voice America Health and Wellness. Hi, this is Mark Victor Hansen. You know me for Chicken Soup for the Soul, the One Minute Millionaire, and Cracking the Millionaire Code. And what I want you to know is that if you want to have rip-roaringly good health, listen to Health Crusades by my friend John Farley. Tune in to Health Crusades with John Farley every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, only on Voice America Health and Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Sex on a Wednesday Afternoon with Sierra Gunn. Sex on a Wednesday Afternoon is an entertaining and enlightening look at sex, its joys, and its many challenges. With its focus on the causes and effects of sexual dysfunction, Sex on a Wednesday Afternoon explores such related topics as infertility, menopause, sexual enhancement drugs, and their natural alternatives. Listeners are invited to call in and ask questions, relate their experiences, and give their opinions to the host, her guests, and to the medical doctor's co-hosting the show. With tens of millions of people worldwide affected by loss of libido and with 30 million adult American men suffering from some form of erectile dysfunction, this show offers important information and most of all, hope. It is the aspiration of this program to assist men and women with definitive sexual challenges in their search for empathy, peace of mind, and possible solutions to their problems. So tune in every Wednesday. 
Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Sex on a Wednesday Afternoon with Sierra Gunn on your health, your life, your network, Voice America Health and Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program, here's Betsy. We're speaking here with Andy Rusi of Southpaw and Diana Henry of A Teach About. This is Betsy Hicks, and welcome back to A Conversation of Hope with Autism One. I am very excited to have these wonderful people on because we're learning a lot about uh, sensory integration, and we're going to—we've been speaking about the frog swing. We need to—the I, 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 website for Southpaw is southpawenterprises.com. And Andy, what what is the what is the code for the the frog swing? Uh, the frog swing is item number nineteen twenty-five. So if you're looking on the website and having a hard time finding it, that's where you can find it. Correct. Up on the right, uh, the top right-hand side is a search right. uh, function. Just type in 1925. It'll take you right to that product. Good. Great. And One of the things that uh, Diana mentioned was mm-hmm. up and down linear vestibular. Right. And I wanted to bring people's attention. The Frog Swing, like about the first 10 products Southpaw ever produced, were nearly identical um, copies to the homemade equipment that Dr. Gene Ayers had made. Uh, since then, we've, we've developed hundreds of products. Uh, again, they all address the same sensory in- issues in novel ways. Um, we had a therapist write a, um, write a little bit of copy for us in our catalog because she loves the bouncing chair. Mm-hmm. And what it is is it's a, a metal frame. Uh, in, in a way, it's a sling, but... In treating a child with autism uh, and bouncing the, the child in this chair, uh, the, the, the child for the first time ever looked at her in her face, in her, right in her eyes, and signed, more please. Oh, sure. And so it, I just, it's, it's amazing how vestibular input and uh, the sen- addressing the sensory issues can really unlock language and, and communication and that never ex- sure. was able to come out before. And that's big, Andy, because as I said earlier, uh, the platform swing is a wonderful way to to actually implement speech therapy while sitting on the swing because with the platform swing, you've got a nice flat surface. You can actually even do some basic type puzzles, some some signing work, whatever it is you need right there on the platform swing. I agree. It's probably one of the, if not the most, uh, versatile pieces that we have. And that's why after almost 30 years of manufacturing it, it's still one of our most popular items. Right. Uh, A lot of people don't know when they use some of our equipment that, uh, like uh, Genair's intent, many of them are graded, that you can change the configuration of the equipment to provide greater challenges. And that's a a point I think is important to say. as these children gain in their abilities through therapy, you have to continuously challenge them for them to grow, for their uh, ability to further process this information and, and, and improve upon it. And that's why the platform swing is great because you can reconfigure the way it hangs to provide greater uh, levels of challenge for a child. So as they progress, so can the challenge. Wonderful. 
Yeah, and that's, that's probably um, when people ask, you know, the difference between going to a clinic for what we call AIRS, SI treatment, and doing something at home or in school in a classroom. Um, we, we really encourage there to be opportunities for kids in every environment. Um, when a child is seeing a therapist, the therapist is trained um, to do what we call ongoing treatment is really ongoing evaluation. So every every second that they're working with their child, they're constantly thinking about, okay, what do I need to do next to make it just that little bit more challenging to get that just right place where the child feels empowered to go a little further but not so much that, that it's too much and they, and they overload and, and the system and it's not comfortable and fun and motivating. Right. Um, whereas in the home and the schools, we really encourage parents and teachers um, to develop what we call sensory safe spaces and equipment to get that so-called sensory diet so the child gets opportunities you know, throughout the day to get what they need. Um, and um, so both are really important. Now, I am a diet counselor, as you may or may not know, and I, I, I work with a tremendous amount of children who um, need to be implementing special diets. And one of the biggest sensory in-my-face type of uh, disorders that I see all the time is the picky eating piece. And yes. a lot of people are not aware that this is not necessarily a, a finicky eating piece as much as it is a sensory part. Um, Diana, can you tell, and Andy as well, can you tell me about some products that parents possibly might be able to use to help desensitize their children's oral motor stimulation or, or to help stimulate it, but understimulate it, I guess, is really what they need to do? Well, I can speak sort of in a general way, and then maybe Andy can, can talk about some specific items that they have. Um, I'm so glad to hear, Betsy, that you work in the nutrition area, that is that's another important piece of the puzzle that that parents and and we all need to be very aware of and not ignore because it has such an impact also on the sensory systems and uh, the whole metabolic issues that many of these children have. From a sensory perspective, what I what I encourage parents to realize um, first is that you know don't just concentrate on the mouth. You want to again look at all the different tools, the different sensory areas. So we talk about movement tools, so encouraging active play before sitting for a meal, for example, or maybe putting um, one of those cushions that Southpaw has on, on the chair so that it wiggles and, and gives the child a little bit of an opportunity to get those wiggles out without having to leave the table. Or from an, a muscle tool perspective, using special um, special spoons that are soft or textured, and Southpaw has some really good ones on that, or maybe using a heavy bean bag on their lap, and we know that touch pressure can also reduce some of the sensory uh, sensitivity that children have um, from a, a tactile perspective. Right. That's one of the fun things with, with tactile. And, 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 and just like we talked about with speech therapy, you know, while they're on the swing or while they're in a sensory comfortable place, to introduce language, that can also be a great place to introduce food as well when they're having that input. Absolutely. Absolutely, Betsy. And, and also making it 
again, um, looking at it from all perspectives. So if you're, if you want, if your child has sensitivities, you might want to help them, you know, play with the food, help, help you mix dough or ground meat or, um, encourage, uh, freeze, freezing fruit, frozen fruit to, to change the, the texture or, um, maybe using, if the food is rejected, maybe using a bread spit stick or something to tolerate the texture initially. So, so really playing, you know, reading books from an ear tool perspective, reading books such as Dr. Zeus's Greed Eggs and Ham or playing really nice music, um, from an eye tool perspective, providing some colorful food to add tolerance or, or healthy snacks such as bananas in, in the top, in the person's visual sight. Um, so really thinking about the entire sensory awareness part. Um, that being said, then realizing that some children really have some some sensitivities in the mouth that need to be addressed directly and always thinking that touch pressure can help has a diffuse response or what we call you can start maybe giving a massage or using some, some of these weighted um, blankets or weighted lap pads that Southpaw carries um, because that deep pressure touch will actually go up to the mouth. It diffuses up there versus wow. light touch. Avoiding light touch as much as possible initially because that tends to be, for many people, uncomfortable. Um, and then then thinking about using some special tools. And I know uh, Southpaw has some really nice uh, oral vibrating tools like the Z-Vibe that um, you can use um, for play with a child as well as to actually go in there and, and calm the system. And vibration is interesting as a sensory tool because it's accepted by the nervous system through the touch pressure receptors. So it's, it can be very um, sensory friendly for kids. I got to tell you, Andy, when my um, son was, it actually wasn't that many years ago, um, somebody asked my daughter what to get Joey for Christmas. And my daughter responded, a, a chew toy. That's mm-hmm. right. Yes, that's right. right. And, of course, the person was very t- taken back because that sounded like something you would give to a dog. But um, the, the, the need for chewing in many of these kids and just having that ability to be able to chew on something. Really that's right. My, my children, I have many of these things at home. I have children who, whenever they're watching TV or otherwise not occupied, They'll chew on their fingers or their shirts, and they're, I don't think that's an uncommon thing. And uh, so, yeah, we do have many, many different, we call them oral motor devices, but for stimulating, uh, for chewing, uh, um, and bringing more awareness to their mouth uh, in our catalog. Yeah, I, I really like, because um, we have some, some children uh, just generally that need some play with that, and I know I use the the bite and chew tip that um, uh, Southpaw carries, which um, provides sort of a, a nice opportunity for for some biting if they need, and then for the therapist or the parents to do a little bit of stimulation on the cheeks and the lips um, if if they need that. And I also really like their chew toys, uh, which are called Chewy Tubes, mm-hmm. which was developed by speech therapists actually. Um, for kids that are biters, that like to bite their shirt and bite their pencils and, yeah. you know, even preschoolers that bite other kids. And, and uh, so instead you can hang these around the child's uh, neck um, so they can chew on it when they want to. Or I've even had some, some of the children I've worked with who 
hook it onto their belt loop, and then they, that way they can chew at it, or they can hook them on their pencils. We even have some now that are uh, actually flavored. Oh, good. So, good. yeah, that's, there's constant development in, in these areas. and uh, oh, That's perfect. Yes. All right, we're going to be going to a break in just a few, mo- a few minutes. Um, we're going to be back and talking. I'd like to talk to you a little about the squeeze machine-type machine uh, devices that you have, as well as some of the pieces that kind of encompass you and and surround you and really throw in that sensory input. We'll we'll be back in just a minute with Andy Rusi of Southpaw and Diana Henry of A Teach About. We had a wonderful experience in our trip to the Sensory Learning Institute, and the main issue to sum everything up is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper, who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies, and we brought home a child who was vastly different. We brought home a child who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me. The goal and focus of the sensory learning program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi-sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement, and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com. Women, do you feel that you're too old to be active, too old to be beautiful, too old to have fun, or too old to be fabulous? Well, if that's what you think, then there's good news for you. You're wrong. Tune in to Voice America every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Aging Outside the Box, Fabulous Women Over 50 with Shirley Mitchell. Aging Outside the Box is a fabulous, fun program that gives you every reason to feel greater than you ever have. Host Shirley Mitchell and O.E. Cruiser Small will cover phenomenal topics such as women's issues, health, diet, exercise, nutrition, faith, travel, and many other concerns for women of all ages. Feel young, feel smart, and feel fabulous by tuning in to Aging Outside the Box. Fabulous Women Over 50 with Shirley Mitchell every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Are you tired of being tired? Are you sick of sitting around while life passes you by? You can get back on track by tuning in to Voice America Health and Wellness every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time for Attracting Abundance, the Energy of Success with Carol Look. Attracting Abundance is the program that empowers you to finally break through your limiting beliefs and blocks and shows you how to succeed in all areas of your life, from improved financial abundance, health and weight problems, as well as your relationships. Don't wait another week to be joyful. Listen to Attracting Abundance, the Energy of Success with Carol Look, this Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, right here on Voice America Health and Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Betsy. You're back with Autism One, a conversation of hope. I have the wonderful Andy Rusi of Southpaw with me and Diana Henry of A Teach About, occupational therapist Diana Henry. Uh, we are talking about some of the wonderful tools that Southpaw has for helping 
with the sensory diet, so to speak. And one of the things that gets a lot of attention because of Temple Grandin is the squeeze machine. When she came out with her book and she talked about how she needed to be squeezed in order to feel whole, um, you have some good squeezing devices, not necessarily just a box per se, but other different types of devices that help with the whole squeezing input. Uh, yes. Diana, Diana, why don't you first talk about that need of, of needing to be squeezed? Yeah, that's a that's a wonderful, wonderful device. And as Temple Grandin has said, I think many of your viewers probably have heard of her. Or have, if they haven't, they need to look her up because she's an amazing adult who can share what she felt as a child growing up. But um, what what it was, it's based on on uh, the idea that she she actually noticed that the animals when they were being branded. Um, they were being squeezed in a chute and that they would calm down. And as a child, it felt so good for her to think about that. So she built one for herself, and then she actually built one for our center in Arizona um, at the Center Children's Center for Neurodevelopmental Studies. And what was great about it is, is that kids could just go into it and, and have the control themselves of how much to squeeze it. Well, since then, Southpaw has built what's called the Steamroller Deluxe, which is so great because it's, it can be controlled even easier. It's not quite as as for as as big and clunky as as uh, Temple's hug machine. Right. And kids of all ages can go in there. I've even had kids who um, not only in the home but in schools where they've used them uh, in PE as part of the obstacle courses or in adaptive PE or even in the classroom where kids can just go a, in there. When you mention obstacle course, really that idea came from a, a therapy student at the University of New England. Uh, she called and said that she was working on a senior project for a for her OT class, and it was a deep pressure obstacle course that she wanted to make. And she had this idea in her head of a an old fashioned clothes ringer for a child to crawl through. Mm-hmm. And six weeks later, we sent out our first prototype, <laughs> and within about two months, we we had most of the bugs worked out. And uh, so that is really the, how that product came about from a, mm. from simply an idea of a, a student looking to get a project done. Wonderful. That's great. That's great. And what about some of the different swings, like your cocoon the, or the bear hug or the body socks? Can you talk a little bit about those? Sure. Um, I, I think, and, and Diana will back me up here, uh, you're getting vestibular with those, but a lot of the times you're also getting deep pressure input and very calming uh, sensation from things that envelop you and and put you in that uh, curled up uh, like a newborn infant position. The cocoon swing was fabulous for getting my son to sleep at night. You know, putting him in that cocoon, so to speak, and and just swinging him mildly with some soft music and low lights always seemed to get him just calm down every evening. Right, it's that what as therapists would call it's that flexion position or that womb womb fetal position that we that we all get into when we're when we're overloaded or we have the flu uh, you know we don't run around with our arms out stretched out in extension we we curl up into a little ball or curling up with a nice with a nice book is very calming and uh Sapa has many really great great um opportunities for that um, including a new one that they have called the Flying Purple Eater. It's um, uh, again, it allows to p- put the child in this flex position, in this curled up position, in a little ball, and it's made out of material that the children can see through, and so they feel it almost like they're in a womb 
type of, of cuddly environment, getting the touch pressure, and yet they also can see, you know, so it's not scary for them. And it, and it can be suspended, so it can also have that nice, slow, rhythmical rocking at the same time, combining both, both together. You know, the, 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 the body sock, it, it looks very freaky. <laughs> I have to say, I mean, from the outside looking, it looks like, what, what are you doing to somebody? But that is something that you use a lot as well, Diana, correct? Oh, yes. I use that a lot in, in schools. It's so interesting. In preschools, and, and I've actually had it in the fourth graders in one of my schools use it for a play that they did. And then some kids who are touch sensitive, they'll use it as their Halloween costume. So you can what, see out of it pretty well. Exactly. It's kind of the feeling, it's, it's sort of like containment without restraint. Right. It's kind of like the feeling you get, you know, when you have a large T-shirt and you cuddle it around your, over your knees, you know, that, that kind of feeling that you're contained but you can move in it and you can stretch in it. It's a lot of fun and, and a lot of children that tend to have difficulty with, with touch and, and having difficulty with people getting into their space. It's a nice way to get some of this touch massage that they need and yet feel very safe. We're talking here with Diana Henry, of an occupational therapist. I'd like to talk a little bit more about what you do, Diana, but I want to let people know that if they're interested in these wonderful products, um, Andy, your website is southpawenterprises.com. Is that, that correct? That is correct. And you can see some of these great products there. Diana, you have a very interesting life, and I, I have to say... I have to wonder if you have a touch of ADHD to be able to to to, to need the kind of like the need to be able to to move around a lot. I I I like change in my life, but uh, you do a lot of change in your life. Well, yes, you I do. I have a more what I would call a sensory seek from a sensory perspective, a sensory seeker. You know, I do like that. I also have an, a husband who's on the up, opposite end who is more uh calm and and so we make a good balance. That that's exactly how my husband and I I I've, I've got this hyperactivity disorder piece and uh I need to move around a lot and I've got a very calm husband. So I know exactly where you're at. Yeah. So tell yeah. me about your life because it's very interesting. Well, I, I had a clinic in Arizona, uh, working there since 1984 and was starting to also develop programs for school districts around the country and flying here and there. And I came back to Arizona and I told my husband, you know, this isn't much fun. I miss you. And I don't get to know the communities that I present in because I'm only there for a couple of days. So it was his idea. He said, well, let's take it on the road. So it took us a couple of years. We we sold everything, including our cars and our home, and we bought a big RV, a fifth wheel. And we've been on the road since April 2000. We thought we would do it for two years. And we have continued and, and are, are loving it and, and continuing on. We uh, bring what's exciting for us is we're able to go visit communities, stay there, and be able to help them set up programs and get to know what the individual community needs are from the perspective of parents, teachers, school administrators, uh, and therapists. And so it's just been great. We've been ma- meeting so many people and learning so much um, about um, about what is out there and seeing the great job that parents are doing and that teachers are doing and therapists all together working really to provide great spaces for kids. I think that is fabulous. Now, I want these uh, people that may be listening, and if they want their school to bring you 
to their school. I mean, that's always a possibility, correct? Because you'll you'll absolutely place and demand. They can go to your website, which is ateachabout.com, correct? Right, right. Sort of be based on the a walkabout from the Australian uh, word. It's a teachabout, exactly. Yes, they just go in there and and we can set up to come in and and we bring it to them. That's that's what's fun too. Is we bring our program to small communities that usually wouldn't have the opportunity to to uh, get this information. And uh, that is that is just the best of all. If I could point out that yeah. I've seen. Uh, Diana's presentations, and she is by far the most dynamic speaker uh, <laughs> on almost any subject, but especially this one that you could get. So anyone considering it really ought to think hard about it and do it. That's Thanks, great. Andy. <laughs> I I think I can't imagine a parent listening today with all that you know and all, all that you um, have experienced, because your experience is so extensive, wouldn't want to have you coming and teaching the the very people that work with their own children. So I am very happy with what you're doing out there. Once Thank again, uh, we are going to be saying goodbye to our dear friends here. Um, but uh, once again, I'm going to give you the website one more time. at Southpaw Enterprises or ateachabout.com. Um, thank you both to Andy and Diana for joining me today. Thank you thank very you. much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Keep Betsy and Andy. Great work out there. <laughs> great. Thank we, you. we appreciate it. All right, when we come back... News in autism for this week. Don't go away. We'll be right back. We had a wonderful experience in our trip to the Sensory Learning Institute. And the main issue, to sum everything up, is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper, who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies. And we brought home a child who was vastly different. We brought home a child who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me. The goal and focus of the Sensory Learning Program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi-sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement, and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you ever wondered where diseases come from or why you have gotten sick? Imagine one day in the future you will be able to discover from a small sample of your blood whether you are at risk for cardiovascular disease, osteoporosis, cancer, or other chronic diseases. That may be much sooner than you think. Tune in to Voice America Health and Wellness every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for integrative medicine with Dr. Joe Veltman. You will learn about traditional and non-traditional healing modalities used in integrative medicine as well as suggestions on how to improve your health and how you can co-create a healing environment with your healthcare professional. So get in touch with your health and listen to Integrative Medicine with Dr. Joe Veltman, Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Growing Up in America explores the challenges, risks, benefits, and differences this generation of children face each day. Hosted by veteran pediatric emergency physician and father of four, Dr. Charles Muzika, this show is for parents, teens, and children. It crosses each generation. By exploring the unique aspects of matriculation within this current generation, we hope to find answers and ways of optimizing this experience for today's generation. Growing Up in America with Dr. Charles Nozika broadcasts each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. When you combine energy secrets from ancient China and the latest breakthroughs in medicinal science, you get power healing with Dr. Shaw. Heard every Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Each week, Dr. Shaw will bring you another step closer to the expanding world of body space medicine. You will quickly learn and appreciate how power healing is a perfect alternative to hospitals and expensive drugs. Take a step beyond modern medicine every Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific time with Dr. Shaw on power healing right here on Voice America Health and Wellness. Mental illness will touch 50% of us either personally, in a loved one, family member, or close friend. The recognizable lexicon of disorders includes depression, anxiety, brain injury, bipolar disorder, attention deficit disorder, and schizophrenia. But what does it all mean? On Psychiatry, Ask the Expert, hosted by Dr. Neil Kay, Dr. Kay explores the inner workings of the brain and mind. From proper diagnosis to treatment of the behavioral, cognitive, and emotional aspects of mental illness, renowned board-certified psychiatrist and mental health expert, Dr. K addresses these issues of the most common illnesses facing us in today's fast-paced, stress-filled, challenging world. Psychiatry Ask the Expert broadcasts each Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tired of life working out the exact same no matter how much you try to change it? It's time to get a new perspective. Perspectives, Alternatives for Living Life Better with host Margie Sugarman clears the cobwebs of confusion and offers practical solutions to life's issues. Broadcasting every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, clinical social worker and psychotherapist Margie Sugarman is here so you can make the right physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual choices for your life. Right here on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Betsy. And here is now news and autism. We are your Back with Autism One, the conversation with Hope, and I have a few articles that I'd love to read to you that we've been able to pull up this week. A uh, very interesting article by Jonathan Last called "One Last Thing: Gifted Students Shortchanged." In his new budget, Governor Corzini, Corzine quietly scuttled a tiny but influential program. He eliminated the New Jersey Governor's School from the state budget effective immediately. The Governor's School is a program for gifted high school students. For one month, the school, the summer before their senior year, 625 students are selected to one of six schools. Competition is very stiff, and if you're talented enough to get in, the state will pay your tuition, room and board, as both reward and an endowment for the next generation of leaders. It's hard to imagine New Jersey getting a better bang for its buck, but the total annual cost, is $1.9 million. The program was cut. Why? 
special education. According to the Special Education Expenditure Project, the annual cost of educating a regular education child in the United States is $6,556. It cost $12,639 a year, however, to educate a child who has a disability. Over the years, society has devoted more and more of its resources to special education. From 1977 to 2000, spending on special ed increased from 16.6% of the total education budget to 21.4%. Who's picking up the special education tab? Through Individuals with Disabilities Education Act funding and Medicaid, the federal government contributes about 12% of the cost of special education. State and local districts pick up the rest. Special ed budget numbers are slippery. But to get a sense of the magnitude, consider that states spent $50 billion on special education in 2000. A great article called New Studies Back Benefits of Organic Diet by Stephen Leahy. This is from Toronto, Canada. Organic foods protect children from the toxins and pesticides while food grown using modern intensive agricultural techniques contain fewer nutrients and minerals than they did 60 years ago, according to two new scientific studies. A U.S. research team from Emory University in Atlanta analyzed urine samples from children ages 3 to 11 who ate only organic foods and found that they contained virtually no metabolites of two common pesticides, malathion and chlorpyrifos. However, once the children returned to eating conventionally grown foods, concentration of these pesticide metabolites quickly climbed as high as 263 parts per billion, says the study published February 21st. Organic crops are grown without the chemical pesticides and fertilizers that are common in intensive agriculture. According to the British analysis of government nutritional data on meat and dairy products, from 1930 and from 2002, the mineral content of milk, cheese, and beef declined as much as 70% in that period. These declines are alarming, Ian Toklov, spokesman for the Food Commission, says. The research found that Parmesan cheese had 70% less magnesium and calcium. Beef steaks contained 55% less iron. Chicken had 31% less calcium and 69% less iron, while milk also showed a large drop in iron with a 21% decline in magnesium. Copper, an important trace mineral, also declined 60% in meat and 90% in dairy products. Organic fruits and vegetables had significant higher levels of cancer-fighting antioxidants, according to a 2003 study in the Journal of Agriculture and Food Chemistry. The organic plants produce these chemical compounds to help fight off insects and com competing plants, researchers said. A 2001 report by Britain's Soil Association looked at 400 nutritional research studies and came to the similar conclusions. Foods grown organically had more minerals and vitamins. Modern plant breeding for quick growth and high yields could also be affecting the nutritional quality. Lower levels of minerals in foods as we eat is cause for concern. And stressing that magnesium, calcium, and other minerals are very important for proper nutrition. This was done by Katherine Tucker at the University of the Tufts University in, in 
northeastern U.S. city of Boston, Massachusetts. She goes on to say, hollow foods contain uh, insufficient nutrition and suspected them playing a role in the rapid rise in obesity as people may be eating more in order to get the nutrition they need. Crops take minerals, trace elements, and other things from every soil every year. All modern agricultural puts back into the land is chemical fertilizers, which do not replace all that has been lost. Moreover, herbicides and insecticides kill microorganisms in the soil that play an important role in maintaining soil fertility and helping plants grow. Pesticides, residues in modern agriculture and are other cause for concern from a study from the University of Washington. Autism One is coming up. The conference is going to be May 24th to the 28th. Visit autismone.org for more information. It will be at the Western O'Hare, just right outside O'Hare Airport. There are going to be two pre-conference days on this conference. The Wednesday, May 24th, Dr. Michael Kerr will be leading a workshop which will be helping families cope with the struggles of autism. And the excitement of Thursday, May 25th, the pre-conference called Culinary Delight. Yes, I will be joining Susan Vest, my dear friend, as we will be spending hours, uh, about four hours, explaining to people about cooking gluten and casein-free foods, but most importantly, coming up with meals, breakfast, lunches, dinners, all different types of meals and snacks for their child. Following us, Jody Godard and Carolyn Lewis will be talking about the SCD diet. The a article called Jury Awards Massive Damages in the Vioxx case, uh, a quote given out here is that the evidence was clear and this is by the spokesman for Merck's legal team, Chuck Harrell, the evidence was clear that we provided the U.S. Food and Drug Administration with the information about Vioxx that we were required to provide. And under New Jersey law, that means punitive damages should not have been awarded. In both the, ju- in both the jury said Merck represented, represented, misrepresented the risks of Vioxx and concealed them from prescribing physicians. Editorial by Ann Dockel says, it boggles the mind that misrepresented the risks and concealed them from prescribing physicians can be said about Merck and Vioxx, but mercury in vaccines is still safe. A wonderful full-page ad came out again in USA Today. This is, have it the big corporate corporate CEOs taken enough. The article goes on to read, the oil, drug, and insurance companies are making enormous profits and they're using political power in Washington to influence our laws. They're changing the rules in their favor at the expense of the health and safety of all Americans. Now the corporate CEOs want to rig our courts too. Hiding behind the U.S. Chamber of Commerce the political front group they fund, the big corporations are busy undermining the civil justice system. They want Congress to limit the right of Americans to hold them accountable. Even when they dump poisonous chemicals into our water supply, hide the deadly side effects of our of prescription drugs they manufacture, or keep dangerous products on the market. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce has already overrun Washington with money and lobbyists. Don't let them run off with our courts. This is paid for by the Association of Trial Lawyers of America at www.
peopleoverprofits.org. Going back to the discussion of the Autism One conference that's coming up, we're very excited to be able to present fabulous speakers. If you have not attended an Autism One conference, I highly recommend that this is the one conference a year that you will get so much out of. Um, because it is not just based on one particular subject, Autism One will cover not only the biomedical piece, but they also cover alternative treatments or complementary medicines, as they may be called, as well as the legal and as well as therapy modalities. A lot is stressed on diet, and a lot is done to help parents just cope with all the many questions that they're asking. Once again, it's going to be at the Weston O'Hare. That's in Chicago, right outside of O'Hare. You don't even need a car rental. Just fly in. The hotel will pick you up and join us for many days of very interesting topics. That's Memorial Day weekend. Please join us. Thank you for joining us here today on Voice America. Another thanks again to Sensory Learning Center for their sponsorship, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. The Sensory Learning Center would like to thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Betsy or get more information, visit autismone.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks.